really dirty. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to another edition of Retroactive. Um, I'm your host, Kenny, uh, joined by co-host, AJ. What's up, AJ? Hello. Uh, so today's episode, we are going to cover Man of Steel. Uh, it's been, what, 20? No, well, not 20. Uh, well, 20 years since we've had a, a decent take. <laughs> I, I would argue it, we've never had a decent movie well, I, about... I, I, Iron Man. Uh, Iron Man. <laughs> Sorry, you said Man of Steel. I immediately start thinking about Metal Armor. I'm like, oh yeah, Iron Man. Well, no. well, here's the thing. I went back in. Uh, I own the Donner films. Um, I don't own Superman three. I don't own Superman four. Which I just saw the uh, cinema. Not cinema sins. Um, what is it? The uh, the the literal trailers or whatever it's called. Oh um, yeah, the Screen yeah, Junkie yeah. does. And it was for an super- honest trailer. Honest trailer. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it that's is. And it, it was for Superman four. And good God, that's terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Uh, I mean, just like I didn't realize how I, my I, I guess I pushed it out of my brain after I saw it because uh, I only saw it like maybe twice, if that. Uh, we was really, really young when it came out. Um, but I mean, they were they were showing different parts of it where, like, for instance, he decides to be able to rebuild the uh, China or the Wall of China with his mind. He's Superman. That's like the that's the argument I always get. Though is like, well, he's Superman. He he has that power, you know. And it's like, but I've never. Anyway, I uh, actually just read a really interesting article in Entertainment Weekly about how Hollywood's consistently struggled mm-hmm. to get this character right because most of most of the movies are flops. Well, they don't they well, don't do well. Not only the movies, but uh, the TV incarnations have been uh, bad as well. Uh, are you, Smallville try. Are you gonna Are you gonna slam? Uh, you know, nineteen ninety three. Lois and Clark. Yeah, Lois <laughs> Lo- Lois and Clark. Dude, I will say this: the first season uh, take on Lex Luthor in that was pretty good. Uh, but Lois and Clark was like, look. I'm metrosexual. Before metro, he was a hipster metrosexual he, Superman before it existed. Yes. Yeah, well, that's that's one of his superpowers. He actually gets <laughs> on top of trends before they happen. That's one of the things he can do. Uh, Dean Kane. That was like the height of his career. It um, was, wasn't it? There was like that moment where it was like, man, he's an actor, and then everyone <laughs> forgot who he was. Uh, and he's uh, relegated to sci-fi original movies. Um, and could, he got fat. He, he did. He uh, got, like, his cheeks got really... Like, I remember seeing him... Like, I used to think of him as Superman because that was one of my uh, younger television experiences. Mm-hmm. And then I saw him in, like, a sci-fi original. I was like, what'd you do to your face? You get stung by a bee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dean Kane Can't catch a break. Um, but, uh, so, uh, we get Man of Steel, and uh, it gets uh, written, I believe written by uh, David Goyer, or at least produced by David Goyer, and it's um, directed by Zack Snyder. One of the other producers, this was a big selling point, Christopher Nolan. Which, he came, he came in, because DC was like, we need a Joss Whedon. So, <laughs> they're like, we have one in Christopher but, Nolan. I think it was like, okay, we really need to like pick up on this whole like like Christopher Nolan craze we made with Batman because right now it's like this man can do anything and right? like, the fanboys will rush out. And everyone will be like bomb and it's like Bom. and that that's at least worth twenty million. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I feel like it's kinda like how Quentin Tarantino's name, it's like he puts like ten dollars into a film because like they had like a collection can and they're like <laughs> produced by Quentin Tarantino. It's like ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um so he came in with you know for some uh you know a creative role giving some pointers here and there but then when they brought Zack Snyder on I was actually just reading this the other night he was like okay Zack's on cool take it and I'll just kind of just be like Good job. And, yeah, bomb. He just calls up Zack Snyder's like, uh, hey, Chris, um, so I want to do this with the movie. What do you think? And all he, all he hears is just silence for a second, then bomb. And he's like, 
good. Okay. Oh, okay. Is, <laughs> wait, does does that mean yes or no? I don't. Did we ever work out what that means? <laughs> so um, they start assembling their cast, which uh, over the past couple of years, I mean, uh, back in 2006, uh, the last time we saw Superman on the big screen was oh, uh, <laughs> Superman Returns oh. with Brandon Ruth uh, or Ralph, depending on who you are. Um, and it, I remember, and again, you know how big of a uh, DC fan I am. So I went... And again, this is actually kind of the first time I noticed that we got shifted into that vortex of people not showing up for movies early. Yeah. Um, Because this was like a big event. Superman's coming back to the screen. He hasn't been on since Superman 4. It's going to be amazing. So I go to the IMAX in St. Augustine. I'm living in Florida at the time. And I'm there by myself for like hours. And I'm like... Are you you sure you're not just like... Like really, really early, or like how early you were there for hours? So you must have been there really early. Uh, probably about four or five hours, and that's what because that's what the um uh the the ticket the box office said. They're like, look, we're gonna have a lot of people here. This is the only IMAX for a good ways. You know, you got to go to Orlando otherwise. So I mean, you you, you want you need, get you need here. to show up, right? So I get there. I'm just like, all right, and I'm just sitting in, in the lobby, and this is like before like real smartphones. So I'm just sitting here, just kind of like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play Snake. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Then people finally started showing up, and it was kind of like uh, that movie Fanboys, where we all get in the theater, and I look at my uh, four friends that uh, showed up, and I was like, "What if this sucks?" Mm. You know, <laughs> and that was the, that was the opposite for this time because I sat down, I was like, "This is going to suck." Like yeah. I was really adamant that it was because. <laughs> Well, it's Superman. You hate Superman. Like, I hate I, I, re- I really do. I really do. He is he is DC's Hulk, and I hate the Hulk. <laughs> so, and I'm a huge Marvel fan, and I'm sure I've got people who are like, what are you talking about, the Hulk? No, he sucks. He's terrible. He, he punches things and says smash he, and he gets He gets very angry, and his skin breaks the laws of all physics. Exactly. Um, so Superman, uh, again, with uh, Superman Returns, uh, they tried to make, uh, Brian Singer tried to make it a little bit more uh, it, hearkening to well, actually, it was in the same universe as the Christopher Reeve movies. Uh, so Kevin Spacey got to chew up the scenery like uh, Gene Hackman did. Which, uh, again, I wish that he had played Lex like either Kaiser Soze or John Doe from Seven. That would have yeah, been freaking make crazy, him really creepy. Yeah, creepy, that would have been way sinister. better than like, ooh, look, and, I'm a real estate mogul. I'm a flamboyant man who's going to make a kryptonite continent that will destroy the world. Really? That's and, where you went? And, you went there right away. And he's like, look, this is going to be prime real estate. And it's like, who's going to want to live on, like, desolate rocks? Yeah, it really looks terrible. It's like, <laughs> it's going to be prime real estate in, like, 50 years after I actually develop it and, <laughs> and I'm spend dead. my entire for- <laughs> Wow, I didn't think this through, did I? Well, at least my grandchildren will have a fortune. <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, that one got panned. A lot of people were like, Brandon Ruth did a really good job acting like Christopher Reeve, but in the Superman suit, he looked doughy. Um, <laughs> it seriously looked like a no. kid that got a really big sweater and shoved I'm, shirts into it to make him I look was, like he had muscle. I was actually directly talking about the uh, blowing out the fire scene. <laughs> that was so bad. Where he, like, he, he stands at like the end of it and he just goes... <laughs> it's just like his face. I'm like, that was a really terrible scene to shoot, wasn't it? You you felt like an idiot, didn't you? He's like, yeah. Um, so now uh, we, you know, they cast Henry Cavill uh, as Clark Kent Superman. They were apparently at one point. I kid you not, we're looking at Will Smith, 
They were looking at Ashton Kutcher. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, Will Smith, I, I think um, that would have been too much like Hancock. Everybody mm-hmm. would have just been like, so... Because wasn't Hancock originally going to be like a Superman? I don't think so. I had heard that, but, you know, it's the internet. It It's basically one giant lie held together <laughs> with very tiny little bits of truth. And cake. And cake. <laughs> and the portal references begin. Yes. I don't even know how. No, <laughs> no but it, it, like if he did play Superman, I'd be like, aren't you just Hancock? Right. Like, like, that would be my thing. Is like, And it wouldn't bother me, but it would probably be a terrible film because he'd insist on having M. Night Shyamalan direct it. <laughs> Will Smith flies in as Superman lands, looks in a mirror, and just says, welcome to Earth. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, I just had to throw that in. Okay. Oh, so, does he punch himself at the same time? <laughs> oh, God, we can only hope. <laughs> um, so uh, they start casting the movie. Zack Snyder, you know, obviously the uh, director of 300, um, Watchmen, uh, which was a really good adaptation, I thought, of the Watchmen uh, book. I I, I wasn't a huge Watchmen fan. I, oh, I, it was really dated. Neither was I, but I think that when you look from uh, book to screen oh, and how it was oh, tra- yeah, no. transferred over and the visuals of it were sick. Um, they did. A, they, it was really, really well directed. It was visually striking. Just overall, I didn't care for the actual storyline. Or the uh, amount of blue dong uh, mm. in IMAX. Well, it, it was... It, <laughs> yeah, that was, mm, that was a lot of dong. No. <laughs> no, actually, I think like uh, the... the, the one gripe I'll mention is only one real superhero. All right, and it's <laughs> really okay. We're we're done with that movie because we could we could talk about tear, it for years. Tear that one up. Yeah. Um. So uh, he starts casting all of uh, these uh, pretty well known actors except for Henry Cavill. Who what are you I talking about? Really, he's really Tristan. Seen. No, no, he's not Tristan. He's a uh, what's his name from Stardust? Who Tristan like originally was competing? I'm sorry, I love that movie. Stardust. He he played like the snobby boyfriend. He did, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Holy he did. crap! I just realized that. Yeah. Um. And I hadn't really. I mean, to be honest, That's I hadn't I really seen right away. And I'm I'm such a I'm a geek. Really, at that point, I'm like, yeah, I love Stardust. It's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it because. Robert De Niro is a fabulous gay pirate. <laughs> he really does a brilliant job. Um, I, I now I need to go back and rewatch that. Um, now I'm looking at uh, Michael Shannon, uh, who played General Zod in this movie, um, oh, and and I'm you know looking at I'm trying to remember where I first originally saw him, and he has a pretty extensive. Are you, uh, sure, you sure you didn't see him in Bad Lieutenant? No, I didn't see him in Bad Lieutenant. I because oh. I, I didn't bother with Bad Lieutenant. Well, like Bad Lieutenant's like. Like self-inflicted harm. If you watch that, that's a really, really bad movie. Well, see, the thing is, I see him in this, and I remember seeing him in Premium Rush, uh, that bike movie with um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which actually is pretty decent. Did you I ever see it? No. <laughs> actually, you said that, and I was like, "Bike movie? Well, what?" Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be a good one. It was actually really, really good. Had a really good storyline, really interwoven. Uh, but I'm looking at his uh, list, and I'm like, "Wait a minute." I've seen him in everything. Really? I mean, he was in Groundhog Day. Uh, He was in, uh, let's see, um, uh, Pearl Harbor. He was in uh, Eight Mile as the the boyfriend, Kim Basinger's boyfriend. I I think what it what it boils down to is there's there's either two reasons why you don't remember him. Either a he is such a brilliant support actor (laughs) that he just blends into the surrounding scenery, or he is just so mediocre that no one cares <laughs> to remember. And I'm leaning towards the second one because, holy, out talk of about all, overacting. Like out of everything. all the villains, I would say that he was the weakest. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I, now, now, was he better than 
and a lot of fanboys are going to kill me for this. And I've already start, I've already had an argument twice uh, about this. But in my opinion, from a lover of these, uh, you know, the Christopher Reeve movies, at least the first two, um, this kind of replaced this movie replaced all those characters for me. Henry Cavill, to me, is more of a modern Superman than uh, he, Christopher Reeve He did Reeve a was. really, really good job. He did. Um, w- when it comes to Christopher Reeve's uh, performance, no disrespect, but he was more meek, a little bit more, well, guys, I mean, golly gee, I'm going to... Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and save you now. Yeah, and then uh, he's like, and then, you know, Zod goes to, you know, in Superman 2, Zod goes to hurt, you know, people. He's like, no, not the people! <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, a single tear. Right? Uh, now, with Henry Cavill, he's just like, look, I'm going to be pissed, snarky, a bit of a dick, um, and because I'm Superman, bitch. Yeah, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> um, so, you have Henry Cavill as Superman, uh, Michael Shannon as Zod, which, again, Terrence Stamp was a little bit more of a I'm just a villain, and I will kill your ass. You know, I mean, he, and he was like the definitive Zod for a long time. Yeah, Terrence Stamp is a brilliant actor. Don't get me wrong, but then when you have Michael Shannon that st- steps in with, yeah, he does overact and choose the scenery a bit. He was the one that chewed the scenery the most for me in the movie. Yeah, but uh, when it comes to someone that also is just kind of full of rage and piss. I would say that he did a pretty good job of just being mad all the time. You know, he, he but, was just... But, like, as a character, if he was literally as mad as they showed him, because, I mean, he was just, like, boiling over at any given moment. <laughs> it was the sort of thing where it's like, I could just imagine, like, somebody gave him slightly cold coffee. He'd be like, what is this? <laughs> just, like, completely freak out and attack him. <laughs> it's like, why would he be a leader at that point? It's like, if you get too angry too quickly at everything... Not good. Not good at decision making. Now, uh, just to deviate really quick, uh, there's a scene in the movie where, <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't think you know where I'm going with this. There's a scene in the movie uh, that was shown in the preview where, in in the preview, it worked <laughs> perfectly with because the editing because it was only one, one time. time. Because in the oh. preview, there's a scene. Uh, it's the third trailer that they released um, where they have that where the iconic music comes in from Hans Zimmer, who did a brilliant score, um, and uh, Zod. And you know he's handcuffed and he's in his whole bodysuit and he's just like I will find him. He's all pissed off and everyone's like, yeah. Oh my god, he's like pissed. Well, in the movie and uh, again with uh, our reviews, spoilers abound. Yeah. He's at the tribunal. They're about to send him to the Phantom Zone and he's looking at uh, Lara, um, Clark uh, Kal-El's mother, a uh, biological mother, and he's like, You think your son Super, Superman's mother? For those who don't know any of the which, names, which I wanted to step on that as well. But uh, he sits there and he's like. Uh, He's like, uh, you think your son is safe? I will find him. And he kind of just leans in again. And he's like, nodding, I will find him. Kind of backs up a little bit. I will find him. It, and they, it's like the volume keeps right? slowly going up. <laughs> and it's like with me kind of edging toward the movie theater while we're waiting in line. Yeah. <laughs> and just slowly <laughs> getting more and more extreme. And he's just like, I will find him. And he just stands there. And then it's just like boiling up. He's just like, I will find him. <laughs> and he's just so mad. It's funny, too, because like no one else at the tribunal, everybody's like, what is he talking about? Why is what he is so it? pissed off, man? I mean, you're, I mean we get it. We're, like, we're about to put you in a wildly overpowered spaceship and send you <laughs> I mean, Admittedly, we probably should just kill you, but whatever. Let's let's go ahead and just give you all the tools needed 
to become a space traveling homicidal maniac. <laughs> so they send them to the Phantom Zone, and uh, I mean, they, why they, can't they just send them in a pod? Why do they give them an entire starship? Like they well, give them, this, it's well, like the biggest ship that they have. <laughs> it's huge. Well, I think the whole uh, purpose of it is they need to. Uh, I have no idea. This is the worst designed prison ever. That would be like us. It's like all right. You are a very dangerous criminal. You tried to overthrow the government or you were crazy or whatever. So we're going to put you on a boat filled with weapons and your crew and just float you out in the ocean. <laughs> the motor still works. <laughs> Actually, pretty much the entire thing has everything you need. Well, well, if you think if you think about it, though, I mean, it's like every single prison in general in either movies, where, whether it's space or whether it's even here on Earth, you put all these hardened criminals all together and to say, all right, we're just going to like, we got some guards, but if you really want to revolt and have a riot and take us over, it'll it, work. It, it'll work. We've only, we've only got like three guys and the guns are in a different room. No, it's like, it's like the people who make these movies have never seen a real prison. It's like, you know what it is? It's a box with a door. See, There's now, nothing you're going to do with it. See, now, in the comics, uh, there have been times where they're like, all right, we're gonna, we have to exile this person, you know, uh, whether it's through the Phantom Zone or whatever. They're just like, all right, just put him in one pod and shoot him that way. <laughs> okay, well, let's just himself. go ahead and stick him in a pod and uh, let's shoot him into the sun. Because, um, <laughs> let's see, we're trying to get rid of someone forever, but for some reason, we don't want to commit murder. We don't kill. We don't kill. That's what we do. Yes. And, and that's, crypt- that's the whole Kryptonian thing. They're, they're supposedly above that. We're just going to exile them for, for all eternity they're and so make them above suffer. They're that they have weapons and guns and armor. And- Which, that's another thing. When it, when it comes to crypt- uh, Krypton... Uh, in this movie, in Man of Steel, I think that there could be an entire movie just about Krypton. Yeah, well, at the beginning of the film, I was like, is it is it going to get to Superman? <laughs> they really grew it in scale more yeah. than we've ever seen. And uh, the the battle with, uh, which, by the way, I have to give big props to Russell Crowe for being uh, Jor-El. Did an uh, awesome job. Pre-death. And post death as yeah. the AI, which uh, he did a re- I, I love that, that was, sequence. That was really vague initially. It's like, oh, I'm your father. And he's like, oh, well, shadow of him. Oh. <laughs> and then it's like later, they're like, oh, it is a computer program from the little thing. Like, they didn't explicitly say, by the way, I'm in the computer. It was just like, I possess this ship. I'm a ghost. I, I think it's funny how when uh, Clark. Kal-El, Superman, whatever, gets yeah. on the ship uh, for the first time, which we're totally not even talking about the plot yet. Uh, but he gets on the ship for the first time, and he, you know, he gets in there, he puts the key in, and all of a sudden he looks over, and there goes Jarrell, and he's just like, is that him? I'll walk this way. And he disappears. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there like a- and Clark's like, who is that? So he runs over and goes to the next corridor, and he's like down another corridor. He's like, is that him? Uh, let me walk away again. Well, I, th- I, thought, I thought it was he was guiding <laughs> he him. He was. To, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, still, it is kind of that... I could just say hello and follow me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be mysterious about that. Like that would be the. It's like I haven't ever seen my son, but what I am going to do is be mysterious, right? <laughs> you know, it's like I haven't been in his life for thirty years. I need five more minutes of mystery. What's it gonna? <laughs> it's not gonna. Hurt. I mean, <laughs> it, it will move my story along. It'll make me seem more edgy, right? Um. So, uh, but Russell Crowe as Jor-El, uh, Superman's father, a uh, biological father, yeah. uh, did a really good job. Just a really quick overview of the plot so that you guys know. If you haven't watched it yet, why the hell are you listening to this now? Unless you just well, want to get an idea about the movie. I mean, honestly, the, the plot of Superman's kind of obvious. And we mentioned General Zod, so here's the storyline. Superman well, well, comes to Earth. Well, Zod they, comes to Earth to kill him. 
Well, they've changed it a little bit, though, from the original mythos, though, because... Did, did that part change, what I just said? No, that part didn't change. <laughs> there we go. But there is exposition, which I thought was, a, was some interesting uh, creative liberties uh, that Snyder took with the story, um, because normally it's just, oh, look, our planet's going to blow up. Jarell's like, I'm smart, I'm a scientist, but I can only make one small little pod, so I'm going to send him off, and uh, he'll live, and we'll die, and yay. Um, with this, there was a little bit more of a motive, which actually makes more sense than the comics, to where he's where he's like, look... Um, our planet's about to die. Uh, everyone's had, you know, they've uh, engineered, uh, you know, people on our planet to be in different houses, which actually was part of the comics. Yeah. They, they they actually made that in, put that into it. You know, you have people bred for science, uh, war, you know, art, whatever. Why so, do they need people bred for war? I thought they were peaceful. Because they need to protect their damn planet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> shut up. Uh, but then uh, Jarrell's like, you know what? I don't really want to have a test tube baby, so I'm just going to go ahead and blink my wife. You know what I'm going to do? <laughs> Consummate this marriage. <laughs> the, the right <laughs> way. I don't need three seashells. I don't need a little headgear and Sandra Bullock. I'm just going to go ahead and take you into a room. Wow. Yes, Demolition really? Man. Demolition yes. Man. All right, yes. there you go. Um, I don't even know why that, that reference doesn't even make sense. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Sylvester Stallone at one point in time was up for Superman before Christopher Reeve. I kid you not. We wouldn't have been able to understand him. Hey, Lewis. Wow, you do a better one than I do. I can't. I can't do Stallone. I can't remove that many brain cells. What Stallone? He gets. He gets a you know with the the deep thing. And I mean, oh no. That's pretty. Pretty good. Thank you. That's like the one impression I got. Everything else sucks. Um, but so he. Well, at least it's a gym. Right. <laughs> uh, that's all you gotta do is be like <laughs> so uh they clark gets on earth he grows up uh with uh kevin costner and diane lane as his parents which i'm sorry no offense mom and dad but i want them as my parents based on this movie um yeah, i know they were great they were like amazing they're like the best parents in the world something that caused a lot of controversy from one of the previews was when uh you know clark as a young boy saves a bus full of kids um and yeah how dare he well, i mean what was the controversy I, well, I, the controversy was when uh you know uh jonathan kent walks out kevin costner he's like you know he goes we talked about this you're supposed to keep your you know keep hidden you're not supposed to show that you have powers he's like what was i supposed to do let him die and jonathan kent who normally in every single incarnation was like no yes you should supposed to save them he just goes i don't know maybe but I mean, that's that's like such a a, a realistic it kind is. of a thing, though. I, I controversy. Come it, on, well, like, uh, I mean, it's the internet. The, the, well, the people that are way more uh, adamant about canon about Superman than I am, they were like, Jonathan Kent would never say let people die. If <laughs> <laughs> they turn into Zod, <laughs> yes, I, I will, will fight him. <laughs> Talking about Snyder, <laughs> um, but uh, Costner's uh, he played that part with such uh, compassion of look. I'm just trying to protect this boy that I'm, you know, that just pretty much f I, fell on my lap. I got to give some credit to just the overall, well, not credit, maybe I guess criticism. Mm -hmm. Like, I find a pod from space. There's a baby in it. Yeah, I'll just keep it. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep it and the pod secret. Because, you know, like, 
there's no chance it's a face sucker. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, has he I've never seen, seen Alien? I've seen way too many science fiction films. I'm like, oh, that's a baby. It's going to kill me. Well, here, here's the cool part about as the story progresses. Once Superman uh, puts on the suit and, uh, you know, Zod's like, you have 24 hours. Um, which, yes. I, I mean, I'm confused about the suit because mm. it doesn't look. Like, the symbol looks the same. Like, I like that the symbol were for the houses. I did like that. Yeah. That was a really cool attribute. But um, why was it blue and red? Like, none of the other suits were colored that way. Not even his father's was colored that way. They, they never went into it in the movie, but some of the backstory uh, leading up to it was that uh, this is uh, Under Armour for... Um, uh, for is it made by Under Armour? <laughs> you know, they missed out on a very, very good time. Gillette like, did like a good could've, job. They could have had just, like, a little logo <laughs> on it. Or, like, like right in the cuff or something. Like, something you wouldn't see unless you paused it and zoomed in. It's like, wait a second. Wait a second. No um, wonder it can be thrown through a building and not tear. <laughs> Under Armour. Um, but, no, well, here's something that has a lot of people confused is uh, the ship that Clark was on that uh, he put Jarrell's, uh, you know, uh, AI into. Yeah, yeah, it was a scout ship. From 18,000 years ago. So why is our House of L suit that perfectly fits Superman's body sitting on this ship? Which, for me, even for me as a fanboy, I'm like, <gasps> wait a second. Um, but then again, people uh, people are trying to explain it away. Snyder hasn't weighed in on it yet, but people are trying to say, well... Probably because Snyder's like, oh, wow, I didn't even... <laughs> I, um, I didn't. Ooh, uh, that's a good point. I was just kind of like making it into his fortress of solitude. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> God, I hate fans. <laughs> that was, that's, that's really. I I feel like anyone who ever directs anything that like has to do with like comic books, it's like deep down inside they're like, I hate the people who are paying me. <laughs> right? It's uh, they can't sleep at night. Uh, but he puts the suit on, goes out. Which the the first flight sequence I thought was done pretty well. You know, he's like, look, I'm going to go ahead and jump like the old comics. You know, he's just jumping really high, and he's just like, hey, look, I can do it. And they got the triumphant music. They're like. Dee! He's like, yeah, I'm jumping. And look, I'm jumping. And hey, I can sustain up here. And I'm flying. And yeah, this is cool. This Holy crap, I'm really high. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I, 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 this, this gives me an opportunity to talk about the powers. Okay, go ahead. Um, like, I don't like they're, they're like, oh, well, it's the sun's radiation. Mm. And he had to, like, get used to the Earth's atmosphere. But what's weird is if it's the sun's radiation that gives him these powers. And I'm not even going to go into why sun's radiation would let him fly or shoot lasers out of his eyes like i understand the strength and all that but whatever anyways <laughs> i don't care about that but what doesn't make sense is in the film when he's taken onto zod's ship and they change the atmosphere on the ship so it's more like you know their home world all of a sudden he has no powers it's like i thought it was the sun's radiation not your ox not your air content well this is a little bit of an easter egg they kind of just said that oh the atmosphere we've changed it so whatever so that the general audience that knows nothing about uh, Superman mythos would be like, oh, okay, I guess that works. But uh, what they've actually done is uh, one of the uh, the scientists that was on there that was you know experimenting yeah, on it yeah. is a famed uh, psychotic scientist from Krypton. Of course, they didn't kill him, right? You know, it's like uh, well, he, he was uh, sent to the Phantom of Zone as well. Of course, he was <laughs> because you, you don't want someone that dangerous and intelligent uh, to. We just couldn't just leave him on a prison on a planet that we know is going to implode or, with all of us. <laughs> right. Let's go ahead and save their lives, <laughs> or put them in a pod and send them that way. <laughs> Actually, I just you know that's a really good point. It's like we're going to put you all on a prison ship and you will be safe. Because we're all going to die, die in like three days or something, <laughs> or I don't know, ten minutes. Never, I'm not even really sure really... what the time frame is, because for some reason, no one can escape. 
we have inner, you know, like planetary travel and all this technology. It's like it's too we late to scout, save us. We want like, scout ships out all over the place. Couldn't, couldn't we just, you know, the spaceship? Run? I, I, you know, I just got to, and actually, I just realized uh, and maybe it was the whole, you know, we, well, you know, we were going down with our own ship. We're we were too prideful. Well, to it's leave. like I understand. Uh, Cal, no, uh, Jarrell. Jarrell, I'm mm. terrible with names, <laughs> but I understand his mentality because he thought their system was flawed. Right. So it's like I can understand him being like, you know what, we need to die. Mm-hmm. But not Zod, because, you know. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's like, he, I understand that whole, like, his mentality. But, like, overall, the entire race is like, oh, shucks. Right. Like, like, well, I guess just, we're not going like, anywhere. Well, I guess you guys should die, because you're not enthusiastic about living. Well, well, uh, well something that kind of com- uh, conflicts that, though, is they sent out scout ships to set up colonies on different worlds. And they so did that they, set up colonies, They did. Too. And it's like, why not just go to your colonies? That, that was probably the weakest bit of the storyline was like when they were explaining it with like, you know, the, the weird liquid metal television worst display ever what do you mean oh oh yeah that part where it like opens up and it's like it's like it's like art deco design history it's like you could you didn't like that no 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 it was beautiful Mm -hmm. but like from like a a sensible technology standpoint it's like (laughs) that's what just get a get a damn screen i don't (laughs) you're not really okay fine we're being very artistic and it was it was gorgeous it was really really good that was from the art houses of (laughs) crypto they're like occasionally they have to do something they're they're just like hey look we need uh some displays and they're like you guys, it's our time to shine. <laughs> but anyways, like they're like, oh, we were once a really proud race, and we spread out amongst the stars, and we colonized places, and we had these world builders that would change things. So they were like Krypton, and then we ran out of resources, so we all came back home to die on our resource list planet it's like wait so what was the point of colonizing if you weren't getting resources from the planets you were colonizing if you're, it's if like, you're terraforming it's, to make it uh, bountiful for yourself and, follow through and then when zod's like traveling around to these planets like everyone's dead it's like well i've got a gun i guess i'll just sit here until i die like, it's like it's like nobody it's like it's it's like kryptonians were like we're going to build an empire and one person's like what's an empire I don't really know. I've just heard the word. And they, they just, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, okay. So let's send out ships and uh, sit there. That's it, right? That's how we. That's <laughs> just gonna. But wait, let's let's build a gigantic world changer that will destroy indigenous life, <laughs> so it could be a planet like ours. That sounds a little violent. I know, <laughs> but but the nice thing is, is we will probably never use it because we're all just gonna die on Krypton. And now you you also have to think about it there. You know, creating all these worlds to be like theirs, killing all the indigenous species there. Yeah. But their planet is flawed because they ran out of resources. Yeah, like they mined, like they, they hint at, they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have mined the core. It's like, well, duh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even a scientist, and that sounds like a bad idea. But, and then but they like, all look at the science guild like, really, guys? And really? It's just one of those things where they're all like, it's, it's like, well, we mined the core. Um,. I guess we'll die. Uh, it's like <laughs> I got spaceships. <laughs> the, spaceships everywhere. The scientists are like, I, we got nothing. They've, they've got those fri- <laughs> the freaking like phantom drive thing that lets them like wink all over space. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'll just go sit here while lava melts me. <laughs> and that's what they did. They were just that, like, look, we're just going to go and die. That was the weakest part of the storyline. I think that was literally the weakest part. It's like at least the black hole thing from the original canon. Like that's what happened, right? Like the planet got sucked into. Oh, no, no, no. The, 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 it, the original storyline uh, that's gone through canon is 
the um, planet became unstable. Uh, Jor-El knew that it was unstable. Sometimes they explain it, sometimes they don't. Kind of the same thing. They mine the core. It made the planet unstable, and they're like, he's like, look, our planet's about to explode, guys. And they're like, you know, that's not true. You're, you know, you're heresy. You know, and they, and well, at least that's like denial. Right. <laughs> like this was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And, and uh, instead, you know, Jor-El's like, look, guys, we shouldn't have done this, and we're going to die. And they're like, well, shh. <laughs> but I still don't like. I still understand how that kills the entire race. Like, if you're living on other planets, like that's the part that confuses me. Well, this is the first time that they talked about sending out colonies. Yeah, this is I, the first time they've ever true, done this. That's though. true because, so, so. Uh, like, I remember one of the very first cartoons I saw. I was like, they had this really advanced world, but they weren't living on other planets. And that, like, the the pod he built was like really unique. Like, he mm-hmm. built that explicitly for this. Whereas. This one was like, oh, no, we've got a bunch of those pods. We, right. just, we got them like in a, a shack. We never really use them because I mean, how often do we send babies places? In my opinion, <laughs> I think this was the this was the way for them to figure out the easiest way to get Zod from Krypton to Earth. Instead of I think it, it was leaving it open for a prequel. Uh, well, the, the, the comic prequel uh, is there because um, Supergirl, uh, his co- uh, Superman's cousin, uh, actually was in one of the pods that did make it to Earth. But they didn't really touch on yeah, this they, before. They, She's been really, really hiding, uh, hiding in secret. There's this whole long storyline about how her one person on her crew uh, betrayed them, killed everybody, and was pretty much going to uh, really dark. Actually, was going to rape her wow. and just keep her around as a sex slave and just, just kind of just chill in, in the galaxy. He's like, "Look, we got, I got enough food." Are you I sure got... this isn't a fan fiction? No, no, no this was like the official. No, I, I, I was making yeah, <laughs> tasteless joke. Uh, no, I, I just realized, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we started this this little conversation about why Superman lost his powers when he breathed the right air. Right, right, <laughs> and okay. I, I realized halfway through this conversation, I'm like, he didn't answer my question. Okay, well, to answer your question, the the, the evil mad scientist, whatever, actually had a fungus from uh, Krypton that actually goes according to the comic books that if it's injected, it will pretty much render the uh, your neurological system, uh, Kryptonian's neurological system, make it go all haywire, but not make it to not make it to where it'll a kill them and b uh, show any real signs like skin wise or anything like that. But it'll just kind of just Weaken. neutralize them. Well, how do you inject them in the first place? That part I don't know. <laughs> like, I oh mean, no, wait, no, never mind. I, I'm sorry. I was just reading this the other night. I believe uh, it's uh, no, because that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, though. see, because he had, he won't he wouldn't have been weak yet. They just said, so, "Oh, I breathing. have no clue." Yeah, exactly. It's like you breathe the atmosphere. Right. Now you're normal again. Right. <laughs> Oh. Well, wait, wait, never but mind, not, but never not, mind. They're wait. all wearing masks, right? Yeah, so okay. wait, why, do, why are they even super powerful then? If they're breathing the correct atmosphere. See, this is no, no, here, holes here, everywhere. No, here, holes, here, I tell you, holes. The <laughs> they're wearing masks. I will find you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got angry. <laughs> That's going to be just every time we get angry. I will find him! <laughs> Who? Shut up! <laughs> um, you know! <laughs> you know! Um, Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> which, that some more imagery in the movie. Yeah, right? Um, so yeah, I have no real yeah. full explanation. I am going to go see it again probably tonight, uh, and, and I might won't explain back. anything no, other than the thousands of people dead in Metropolis. Which, all right, so let's kind of skip uh, skip ahead a little bit. Uh, there's but some we exp- can't we can't go over the whole film. We would be here for like we could talk about a two hour film. For three days, true. Like we could literally just go at it. So well, we're gonna have let, to. let me hit some bullet points because uh, we are running out, uh, running short on time. Uh, Jonathan Kent's death. I thought in recent movie history he went out like the biggest boss. I mean, he was just like, "Hey, look, Clark. By the way, look at these nuts. 
while I die. <laughs> I mean, because... Uh, no. But you know what he did do? What? Save the dog. That's what a lot of people are pissed about. They're like, okay, he went... It would have been better if he had went and there was a little girl or a little boy that was stuck in the car. He gets the boy out, the boy goes running. Clark saves the kid, and he's now he's stuck. But he's like, look, I'm going to go get the dog. And so someone said on Reddit, which made me laugh, they're like, you know what? If I was Martha Kent... I'd be pissed at my husband. Like, you wouldn't save the damn dog when our son could have saved you, but you went for the dog? But but see, it's it's movie logic. You can murder, skin, destroy, rip apart, force feed spinal cords to other people. You can do all sorts of horrid things to people. You do something to an animal. And it's all over. What is wrong with you? That's a very You're good a point. Monster. That's so a very, if they had let the point. dog die in the car, that people would have rioted. Yeah, that, that, that's, like like it, Peta would have actually gone <laughs> to to Schneider's dog. house and burned it to the ground, killing all of his pets. They killed the dog. I will find him. <laughs> I will find him. <laughs> so, uh, but he stands there. The tornado's coming. Uh, they and uh, Clark and cleanest tornado death to date. Right, but uh, Clark and Jonathan had just gotten into this big argument of you know you're not my father, you're not my real parents, Angsty and little. Right. I mean, that that was his Smallville era. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan's like, you know, and, you know, first, uh, Martha's like, Clark! And he's like, no, you know what? We're not his parents. Just tried to raise him right. Just not. A, I mean, he was just like. You know what? <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> right. not your parents. Get out of my car. <laughs> so, the, and he's like, you know, what? shut up for a second. Uh, the weather looks really, really bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they pull over. He knows these clouds. Those are some those are some clouds, right? Now, in my <laughs> review of the soundtrack, the tornado scene sounds, you know, of course, it sounds epic. There's a lot of stuff going on. And then they play like the uh, Clark theme, which I thought was going to be like his first bout of real superheroism of saving somebody. I was completely wrong. <laughs> it was like it was like, oh, I guess I'll just watch my father, father die. die. <laughs> right now, when John, when uh, Kevin Costner, which I'm sorry, the man deserves an award for this moment. He gets out. Uh, he knows that his ankle's broken. He knows a tornado is like 20 feet away, and he, and the thing's freaking huge. Why did he run? I just realized why did he run around to the passenger side of the car to get? I don't know. Um, that was yeah, because it needed to progress the plot. Um, and he's <laughs> it's <laughs> like because he needed to die. They need to find a way, and uh, instead of him dying of a heart attack like he's done in almost every other incarnation, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like the, uh, he sits there. Clark's about, you know, he's like, look, uh, he gives him that look like, hey, look, I'm just going to super speed over here real quick and just pick you up. And Jonathan Kent's like, look, you're not ready yet. The world's not ready for your ass. So, and he's saying this all with his eyes. It's really calm now that I think about it. It's like, I'm about to be probably horrifically pummeled and torn apart by a tornado. And he's just like, just stay right there. And he he kind of just squints at him. could be saved. Nah. And, and, and Clark's like, and he kind of just blinks at him like, you sure? Well, isn't, isn't, isn't Superman psychic? In maybe Superman 4. Um, but, but yeah. Wide eyes just stares at Wom, wom, wom. Did you really just do the Doctor Who no, opening? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. To be fair, that ooh, that was used in like... A bunch of different stuff, like like Twilight Zone and stuff, for creepy sounds. True, and then it became the beginning of the Doctor, Doctor Who theme. So, um, but he's sitting there and he's like, uh, you know, don't move. And then the tor- he just stands there, kind of just stands firm. The tornado comes and he's gone. And, yeah. and 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 then it's just like, 
Holy crap! People are just like, look, I'm just gonna stand I'm, here. I, it's like the I'm equivalent gonna, of walking. I get hit by a car. <laughs> stands there. It's like the equivalent of walking away while an explosion's happening and not turning back to see it. He's just standing there, like, look, tornado's behind me. I don't care. You know who's in charge of this tornado? Me. me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Um, that would have taken a lot of the uh, the touchiness out of it if they'd spun him around in the tornado. So it was like, so it's like, there's this part where. Kent starts to cry, and or Clark starts to cry, and it's like, <laughs> and he's just sitting Wait, there watching. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea! Oh my god! Seemed way better in my head. So uh, now Clark becomes a wanderer. He's drifting around the uh, the, the I globe. Just, I just realized you and I should be politicians because our bullet points can take forever. They really. really <laughs> I was like, oh man, we can't not talk about this. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm trying to get to uh, the big battle at uh, in Smallville first. Uh, you know, Zod is that Ka- the name of the town? Yeah, Smallville is the name, name of the town. Is the t- name of the um, town? No, who now, would name their town that? Like, that's well, it's actually named after a little bit of Superman trivia. It's named after Ezra Small, the founder of the uh, of the of, oh, the of the town, okay. uh, who was a bit of a um, crock of a um, fortune teller. Um, but uh, still, uh, well, it was it, named after. I, Ezra I was Small. thinking it was just like a name. It was like you know what I never want this town to be a city. <laughs> name it Smallville because you can't have a giant. Like, could you imagine a city the size of Metropolis? Yes, welcome to Smallville. Like, kind yeah. of ironic, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sits there, and um, you know, Zod comes in finally after breaking out of the Phantom Zone, uh, going all over the galaxy, and he ends up at Earth. And he's uh, flying around in this in a spaceship, um, and then he takes over the entire uh, airwaves, uh, computers, phones, the whole nine. And I'm not really sure how that worked either. Just crypt- uh, chalk it up to movie Kryptonian technology. It's just saying, look, press the magic button that takes over everything. Take over every screen, no matter whether or not it's wireless or not. Someone made a joke. They're like, a universal translator, or did Zod really look at every one of Earth's dialects? Yeah. It's like I'm going to record they every single one. They never really line. explain why they speak English. Uh, probably just for convenience, convenience, sake. yeah. But um, because in the comics, they they do have Kryptonian uh, language that is like just done in symbols. Yeah, but it would be really funny if like when like Clark gets on the ship, his dad's like, "Yo, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, like I got a damn word uh, to say, Dad. <laughs> see, you sent me to Earth. <laughs> I grew up in Kansas. <laughs> My bad, Dad. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I don't." Are you my dad? I don't <laughs> actually. I just kind of made an assumption. I'm gonna. You look kind of like. Le- me. I mean, are you are you real? Like nobody touched the computer image either. No, they didn't. They, well, actually, no. Uh, no, no, no one did. No one did. They, they didn't. Um, but he uh, it says you have 24 hours to turn, uh, turn yourself in, or else I'm going to just you know rip the planet apart looking for you. So he's like, all right, fine, I'll go ahead and do it. He get, puts on the suit, um, and he I guess tells the military to meet me in the desert because um, he's sitting there flying, yeah. hovering. And everyone, you know, the military comes up and they're like, all right, what's going on? He turns himself in. He's walking around with the handcuffs. Something we totally breeze over. Lois knows who Clark Kent is and knows matter. that he has powers. That doesn't matter. It's different than it's, any other It's different, but, but it, she knows. It's, it's one of those things where it's like overall for our review, it's like it's not changing right. that and much. And Amy Adams, I think, did a really good job as Lois. Uh, I thought she was a little too snarky to an alien from word go. Like, <laughs> it was like, you just healed me with your heat vision, laser eyes, whatever we're calling it. You just cauterized my wound and saved my life, and I saw you on a spaceship. Next time she sees him, it's like, well, it's an F. 
It's like she was, maybe she, maybe you need to dial it back a bit with a man who can just punch through your skull, right? <laughs> you, um, you don't know how short his temper is. He's exactly. going insane. Who knows? Like it's, you, it's alien. You temper. just insulted something about his ass. No, right. he, he could freak it, out. And he's like, it means hope. Yeah, he's like, God. it's like God. How many times am I going to have to say this, woman? <laughs> ah, he looks his head. Um, he, he goes into the exposition of telling, "Look, look, I'm gonna. You guys got to trust me. I'm just gonna go ahead and turn myself in, um, and then I'll, I'll kind of be out of your hair, maybe." Um, and you know, so they're like, "Fine." Zod comes down. He gets on the ship uh, and breaks out of the ship with the help of Lois and the AI. You know, the Drell AI. Trust me, it makes sense throughout. I'm kind of skipping it, it, over yeah, the points. Yeah, we were. Just for the sake of the, the for for the review, the, then what happens is um, Lois uh, falls back to Earth uh, in a spaceship um, and escape capsule, yeah, like an escape capsule. Yeah. Capsule that's damaged because Feora baby console. I don't, I don't know. Um, thing Superman gets her. Uh, you know, he helps her get uh, back down to Earth, and then he's standing there, and she's like, "Look, they." probed my mind he's like yeah don't worry they probed mine too it's good and she's yeah like, it's weird as a butt thing sorry <laughs> aliens it just right, has to happen always in the butt um <laughs> what what um but she sits there and she's like no look they probed my mind and she kind of looks at him like look dipshit That's not normal i was in smallville with you I, do i gotta draw it out for you that they probed my mind and, and he's like Oh, and then he flies off. Yeah. Now this was one of my. Fa- I thought he heard something. I thought Maybe, that was a superhero. I, I, I was like, uh, well, they never <laughs> like, really alluded to it, but yeah. he did kind of just look up like, holy crap, I hear something. Now this was, in my opinion, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Zod has uh, Martha Kent up. You know, he's choking her out. They find the ship. He throws her down. They realize that the thing that they're looking for isn't on the ship. So he looks at her the like codex. The codex, which is yeah, a skull. Uh, which is a, and that's another subplot that we didn't really get into. But he looks at Diane Lane and he's about to go kill her. You know, he's like, "Look, you lied to me." And then you see a little blip out in the distance, grow big really fast. And Superman comes and ta- you know dive tackles Zod, and he's flying and starts throwing him into the ground and punching. This is my favorite part. He's like, "Don't you hurt my mother!" He's like, he's like spanking him like he's a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know he's doing the syllable hits he's just just going at it <laughs> yeah it like, and never go after a person's mom and you've never seen superman act like that in a movie ever to where really? he's to where it's just yeah. pure unadulterated rage he's beating the absolute piss out of zod but zod's like but you know I'm but a the bit armor's more, fine yeah the armor's fine except for the the mask it, yeah. start, it starts ripping a little bit yeah um, but zod's like look i'm trained to be a warrior you you know kind of just like know how to f- what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, just just kind of seize for a second the armor thing um, they, you know, they start fighting, and then Feora, uh, one of uh, Zod's uh, henchmen, and then uh, Namek, who's like the big, supersized one. Yeah. Um, which again, part of the the old canon, he, you know, he worked with splicing genes of big beasts and whatnot, and experimented on himself. That's why he's so huge. Um, oh, the, it, it, I thought just big baby, <laughs> big baby with big fists. Um, you but, grow up to be a large man. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so he gets uh, they get to fighting in the middle of metropolis this is the first time we've ever seen fast moving uh kryptonians fighting amongst regular soldiers here's the thing that was smallville i was, was yeah, the, yeah this was yeah, in you smallville said, you said metropolis sorry in uh, metropolis uh, smallville this yeah. is the first thing that kind of blew my mind i did not expect there to be that much 
pseudo gore, if you will. Oh my! No, that part where like he jumps on the airplane, like the, exactly, the big guy, yes. and he like starts to tear open the cockpit, and there's this part where he like reaches in, and goes like this, and there's like a explosion of it's blood. blood. Yes. I'm like, it's like I'm he, like, dude, he just like exploded that man, pretty much. And, and, uh, but and, it was at a distance. So and you and I, right. we were sitting there watching it, and he jumps on the plane, and you think you're expecting the guy to punch out, and yeah, but no, blood splatter, and it's just like, and, and we, we both just, <laughs> yeah, we both just turned and looked at each other like. Did we, did we both see that? <laughs> it's like, was I imagining it? And then Fiora's going down, and she's uh, she's pretty much, they're all shooting. And I'm sorry, if I'm a soldier, and I was in the army, if I'm a soldier, and I'm shooting at something, and I unload like three clips into it, and it's still walking toward me, that's what I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, you know? And I'll try to find something else to hurt them. Yeah. Grenades? They're, rocket launcher. Any, any <laughs> like, seriously, she ends up taking a missile from an airplane to the chest, and it's like, well, it knocked her out. Yeah, that, okay. that, that's the and, most that and, it did. You know what? And it's like, all right, fine. If she's super strong, I don't know why 10 minutes of the sun makes them as strong as Superman. He grew up here. I'm. He's supposed to be stronger, and he is. He, he is. just doesn't recognize it right away. But it's like, so she takes, like, this giant missile to the chest, and it knocks her out. And her armor is fine. Like this, I can't. <laughs> I can't get past this. It's like, yes, you're an alien species. Why is your metal impervious to the heat of the sun? Like it's and, and nothing can damage it. Well, well, they say the the whole lore behind that is uh, the armor is kind of like their. Uh, it, takes on the same type of uh, strength and it's different material stuff that's never that's not on earth so ballistics from earth fire you know fire from earth Giant stuff like that explosion it, yeah it's not going to affect it the same way superman's fist should have gone right through it though that's a good point though well also, not, not like, through it because well, i mean dented damage yeah dent. done something other than just tearing up the little clear mask it should have done something or at least this the armor was designed like they had been on Krypton for how many hundreds of years because they all retreated from their colonies. Mm-hmm. So they weren't experiencing any super speed or control or any of that kind of stuff there. So why would the armor be designed to resist those those elements? Like if you have armor on, especially that kind of armor, and you move at Mach 3. Well, I don't think they knew that it would do that on that but, planet. But though. no, that's what I'm saying, though, is like you run at Mach for 3, like the friction of the legs, you're like, you're going to like the armor would get torn <laughs> apart. Now, here's one thing that, again, doesn't make sense. Uh, Superman punching Zod, punching Feora and Namak does nothing to it, uh, to the armor. Zod's like, you know what? I'm sick of this armor. I'm just going to just tear it off. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to take off this one thing that's probably been protecting me from having my heart torn out like an <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, the fight goes through, um, what's his name? Uh, General Hardy, played by Christopher uh, Molini, I think. Yeah, yeah, I just, a uh, whole time Law and Order. <laughs> and he was a colonel, not a general. Oh, was he a colonel? Okay, yeah. so, uh, yes, that's right, he was a colonel. So he sits there. This was also another one of my favorite parts. He's sitting there, Feora's, you know, destroying his squad. He unloads a full uh, clip from a automatic weapon. Doesn't do anything. Okay, well, you know what? I'll take out my sidearm. I'll aim. Uh, let's see if I can get some, you know, some targeted shots. He unloads that clip, does nothing. And he's just like, you know what? I'm about to die, so... Hell, let me take out my knife. <laughs> little, little did he know, the one weakness a Kryptonian has, slow-moving knife. Right. And, she, <laughs> and she looks at him, she's just like, okay, this one actually has some merit. I'll take out my big-ass knife. Yeah. And, and she's like, it'll be a good death. Which, by the way, Namek just destroyed. Why would, why destroyed. would they have uh, those knives, though? Probably just uh, battle armor, or just uh, battle dress stuff. But like, Namek destroyed a pilot and made him turn into a squib. Why take out a knife, Feora? Just walk over and, and just, just squeeze his head. Yes, exactly. Just walk up and just be like, 
and be done. But then Superman comes in, uh, does some more also, fighting. The, the armor, like the moment your armor. You really hate the is, armor, no, don't no, no, you? No, 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 no. I dis, I dislike the the characteristics. But this is like actually speaking to like characters. Like the moment your armor is fairly dark gunmetal and spiky. You know you're a bad guy. Like, <laughs> very, very it's, true. It's like the it just tells you things. It's like, oh, welcome to our ship. Everything is kind of black, and it's just like it's, in uh, in Star Trek Into <laughs> Darkness. It's like the moment you're working on something, it's like, man, we're using a lot of black. And everything's kind of pointy. If you trip in here, you die. <laughs> oh man, we're not good guys. It's like the moment you recognize your architecture looks evil. It's like that moment, like an SS officer realized his his cap had a skull on it. He's like. <laughs> Wait oh a shit! <laughs> <laughs> like, this can't is not going to be, be good the good guy ever. Um, so you know this progresses on. Um, you know the fight's done. Uh, Feora gets hit with the missile. Zod's like, "Oh crap!" Um, because what they've found is when they lose the mask that's helping them breathe their own atmosphere, they realize that oh holy crap, we have all these powers all at once, which I think was a nice touch. You know, Superman has had it also years. Doesn't make any sense. Why does it make any sense? Oh, I mean, like, it, why are they getting the superpowers of like all of the strength and stuff, but not the super senses? That, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Well, the super strength, I don't know. No, the super strength actually does work <laughs> as well. This is uh, the difference that they actually tried to explain it. Um, when it comes to uh, the strength, the speed, the ability to jump and fly. It's because Earth's gravity is different than, and uh, a lot lighter than Krypton's. Yeah, but gravity wouldn't change how hard you could hit. Well, I mean, it would make it easier to swing your arm, but it wouldn't make you, you know, punch yeah, but, someone through right. a building. Uh, that part doesn't make any sense. Uh, but then, whatever, or being able to, you know, take gunfire or saber <laughs> rounds or missiles—it's the or, armor. I, um, okay, <laughs> just, so, so. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like it's, it's like there's these really stark inconsistencies, and it's like. Because they did so well with the movie, let me let me go ahead and say I like this Superman, which is a big deal for it's me. A because big I loathe Superman, yeah, like, so it's like I like this movie. So it's like when they get that kind of stuff, I'm like, but what? Why? It, it's I, like the, I'm not even like a hardcore like Superman fan, and that's kind of bugging me, right? Um, the, the, and like I said, for me, uh, being a huge Superman fan. Those were little things that I'm kind of just like, like a gnat. I'm like, just get away. Yeah, I, I, I don't it. want to think about it. Stop it. Stop, 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 stop. It doesn't help that. Then you've got the big fat gnat, gnat sitting across from you. You're like, look at it. <laughs> it's like, look at Hello. it. Hey, Hello. kitty. Hey, kitty. Look at this. <laughs> this is the part that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, which, again, I will go see it again, and I'll just flush all those out of my mind. You won't like, but see, now we've like, we've, we've like, sown the seeds so it's like you're gonna go and watch it and the scenes that are really good you're gonna be like yeah, yeah. Superman and, and then, then those you're, gonna get, you're like, gonna get to that scene you're like why are they strong <laughs> like if if it makes him weak when he's breathing the, the, it, it, probably so, and I hate you for it um, uh, and, now and then <laughs> but like they're Damn it. Damn it to hell. I will fight you. <laughs> so the next scene, they move is that over. Our, is that our rage quit now? I think, I that, think that really, really is. I will fight him. Um, the next uh, progression is uh, they move from, you know, they come up with the idea. Hey, look, we're going to take the ship. Take the fan, uh, the Phantom uh, Zone generator uh, in the in the ship that uh, Clark. Found. Oh, they start colonizing the planet. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. they're trying. Like, I don't know why the like. I guess it's just to like reiterate how much they hate Superman. Like, why they hate Kyle. They're like, oh well, you know this planet you've been living on. We'll destroy it. Well, it's not like we've gone across the universe and probably found multiple planets not inhabited by sentient beings that we could probably terraform once we have. 
your you know codex. But let's do it here because we're evil. Well, well they found the codex. Uh, they realized that it's in his blood. Couldn't uh, they just take a blood sample? Well, they did. That's the whole thing. That's why. That's why Zod was like, "Wait, do we even need him alive anymore? Since we have his blood." And, well, he, no, and he's like, "No." He, he he's asked. Like, he asked, "Does he have to be alive for you to extract the codex?" And he said, "No." Which so they didn't have, I guess, a large enough they, blood maybe, sample. Maybe not. Or, and, but even at that, it's like. Hey, if you give us a blood sample, we'll just go colonize a planet and leave you alone. No, well, why th- couldn't they do that? Because he was pissed at Jarrell for having a, a natural born baby. All the more reason why you shouldn't let insane people be your military commanders. <laughs> because what did he end up doing? He got them all killed. Yes, he did. Um, he goes and uh, well, actually, no, they didn't all die, which sets open for um, uh, future sequels. They got sent. The rest of them got sent to the Phantom the Zone. The ship kind of got flipped all inside out and torn apart as it got ripped like into. It. Well, that's the whole sucked into a singularity went to the phantom zone yeah see but a singularity is very tiny and powerful and you get sucked through it i you, know but they'd they, be they, dead this is they be dead this is sci-fi be logic dead. sci-fi logic they be dead <laughs> like because even like their <laughs> other phantom drive it like it never crushed the ship like this right. like literally ripped it, everything. it, it sucked everything into it yeah. and, then, and then it disappeared um now this was the part where um it's like okay, Superman saves Lois again. This was like there's like only like two or three times where she was the damsel in distress, but it was it was always falling. Yeah, it was, and he's like, look, I'm going to catch you, which I can't would hurt. Stand Guy fly. flying at Mach one grabs you. I'm not that naive. Gonna liquefy <laughs> your organs to save you. I'm just trying. Just to fly. Painful, really. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're my background music as I'm just talking about how horrifically the save would I'm be. <laughs> yeah, anyway. that is one of those things that always bothers me about all superhero films. And this is Marvel DC alike. They always show like the superhero like fly in at like mock and save somebody from hitting the ground. It's like you realize like hitting the ground and that that would hurt, <laughs> if not kill you immediately, being grabbed by something that's Hard as steel. Well, well it, it looked uh, the same thing happened at the very beginning of the movie where Jarrell goes to get the codex. He jumps, he skydives, and then he gets caught by his little yeah. bird thing. And it just and Why that looked they like use it hurt so hard. But it's like, oh, oh, look. Well, I mean, I guess it's just like, hey, look, I have a pet. I'm going to have a four winged lizard dog that I ride. Right. Um, uh, so, so you know, going going on, yeah. um, <laughs> you get distracted yeah, so easily. Really, really this. do. Uh, they get to that the final fight, uh, which we're just kind of jumping around. They get to the final fight with uh, Zod and uh, Superman, and this is where it's like, all right, look, all my people are now in the Phantom Zone. Yes, they're in the Phantom Zone. They're not dead. He um, said dead. Well, well, he, well, Zod he, said dead. Well, Zod's on my side. Well, well, you can have your puny Zod. Um, yeah, oh. <laughs> yes, puny Zod. Well, come on, I, Avengers reference. I, Comic yeah, books. I was, anyway, so uh, he gets him, and uh, he's like, "Look, <laughs> you, you, I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good." <laughs> um, but he sits there, and he's like, "Look, you've just taken away my entire purpose for existing." Um, you know, my I was bred to preserve crypt, uh, Kryptonians, and now they're all dead. And I'm, maybe that's his crazy way of th- the way he thinks. He's like, look, I have no chance. The Codex is gone because uh, my scientist is gone, so I can't harvest your blood. Uh, all my people are in the Phantom Zone. I can't get there to get them out, so I'm screwed. So look, you know what? I'm just going to kill you and then kill everybody on this planet because I'm just mad. Yeah. Um, and Superman just like... No, and uh, he does the whole like, look, I'm just going to go ahead and do like the whole vertical, vertical to horizontal. Yeah, I, thing. I did kind of like how like he mastered flight. Like, yeah, completely. it was the sort of thing where it's like he like went to hit him and he's just like, 
Yeah, that's right. I'm levitating. Right? And he's just, you he's can't, like, <laughs> you can't do this. Though apparently you can. Right? And then Zod's just, just like, look, look, I'm going to rip off my armor and I'm going to levitate and be or, like, look, check he didn't, me out. He didn't really rip it off. It was like, apparently when they designed that armor, they're like, we need the most epic way to remove this. So what you have to do is you kneel and twist your wrist and it'll activate it to turn it off. Good and point. then he stood up and it all just fell off. I'm like, <laughs> Well, that's one way to strip. As, as Tony Stark's like, but you didn't even do like a Lord of the Rings pose to get, yeah, it, to you didn't, get it off. Yeah, you didn't do um, any, uh, You didn't have Jarvis. And, and then the Star Trek guys are like, but you didn't press a button and they go. So they're sitting there and they start fighting. And they start fighting. And again, and I talked about this when we were talking about we were going to review this movie. In the Avengers, when the big final battle happened all those in aliens. New York. All those aliens came through. It was like, okay, there's aliens, there's stuff that's getting blown up, there's buildings that are getting like chunks How blown many, out of it. It was a couple billion dollars of damage. Yeah. Like they, they estimated off of what they saw. It was something like 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 14 billion or something. It was a really high number. And it, I could be totally wrong, but it was It, it was, was really, really high. high. And even when the gigantic flying slug things uh, landed uh, <sighs> flipping on top of the buildings, uh, well, you know, whenever really they would die. I really didn't like those things. I love Avengers, and those were stupid. But, but <laughs> whenever they would crash, they didn't knock buildings down. Metropolis has the worst engineers ever because... When was the last time you heard about an earthquake in Chicago? Good point. (laughs) Good point. I mean, Metropolis. (laughs) So they go and they start beating the absolute hell out of each other in Metropolis. I would have... Every time someone got knocked through a building, the building crumbled. Um, Yeah, they all went down like Except for when the a fighter jet uh, that was trying to attack the uh, yeah, terraformer that, that one didn't crash. That, that one was well. Just like, I mean, it crashed, but the building didn't fall over. Right. Um, but that was that building was designed by the only architect <laughs> in Metropolis. All the others just sticks and stones. Uh, th- throughout the fights, you have uh, call callbacks to uh, LexCorp uh, incorporating uh, Lex Luthor uh, so that you know he'll oh, be. Oh, we yes, gotta we'll talk get, about the satellite. Yeah, we will. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, Superman and Zod are uh, beating each other to a pulp in Metropolis, which this is the first time I've seen uh, in a superhero movie the epic scale of damage that superheroes do to a city when they're fighting. It kind of harks back to the Incredibles. It's it like, really, you're really not helping. It, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you need to go away. Right. And, and it's just like, if you think about it, you know, I was talking to uh, my wife about this, and she's like, you know what? Superheroes, as awesome as they look on movies and cartoons and comic books, I would not want to live in a world with them because everything would like, be destroyed. I'd be happy to live. I'd be very happy about living in Augusta because we wouldn't have a superhero <laughs> here. Like, you know, big cities, New York, Seattle, L.A. It's like, stay away from those places. Exactly. Because um, they will they will explode and have to rebuild four times this year. <laughs> Smallville, based on the damage they, that they did, would be bankrupt. That that city would be done. I mean, they destroyed everything in Smallville. But it's built off of hope. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> uh, but then when you look at Metropolis, they seriously destroyed Metropolis. Especially downtown. Yeah. Like, the biggest skyscrapers. I mean, we talked about all the people that would have died in Star Trek when, when the Dreadnought crashed, but... We're, we're talking like mass slaughter. If anything, at the end of the film, when he, you know, he spoiler alert, when he breaks Zod's neck, which, by the way, was like the most anticlimactic yet equally awesome epic way to kill Zod. Well, what do you think was anticlimactic? Uh, well, because it's like, you know, you were being thrown through buildings and into space and into satellites. You're doing all this stuff. And that's just like. <laughs> so it's a it was anticlimactic, but it was equally epic because of the amount of emotion it conveyed. It was right. like the, that bestial kind of like ah, he just snaps his neck, and right? He, and he cries like a 
bitch. Well, no, but uh, we'll, we'll get into no, that. We'll get into that anyways, as um, we close up. But the I was trying to make a point here. You're, oh, you're, oh! If at the end that part right there, because they had been going through all these buildings, it would be hilarious if they were just covered in blood and body parts because they had been <laughs> flying through people. Like they're both there. They're just like soaking. Like for a brief moment, they're like, oh. Oh, oh God! What oh, the hell? Oh, oh, this is a pigtail on oh, my <laughs> hand. Like, like seriously, like the, all of the buildings they fly through, it's like they would have been covered in blood. Seriously, um, th- I would say the body count was easily uh in the upwards around anywhere between. I'll I'll, I'll go liberal ten to a hundred thousand people. Yeah, that, that that covers us. I would say no less than ten thousand. There's no, no, no way, way no less way. than ten thousand people died. Like that, the world, like the the terraforming thing, just flattened. Like like, a, a, like a two good... square miles of the city, it's like, and that was like instantaneous, like <laughs> gone. Smashed. It's like lifting cars up and smashing buildings. It's like you know what that does to a person? Putty. Turns exactly. That turns you into putty instantly. Instantly. Um, so <laughs> that was a good sound effect. <laughs> um, so uh, they uh, in the battle where they're in a, what looks like Grand Central Station uh, from Metropolis, and there's a you know people are kind of, that's another thing that's stupid about uh, comic book movie citizens whenever something big like that's happening what, instead of running they stand they're like what no, no you it's run. not a comic book thing that's what white people do <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what we do it's like oh jesus look at that <laughs> you think they're you think they're coming with oh they're getting close i've never heard a white person do the the black comic white person voice what? We're, <laughs> we're idiots what can i say with it's what it comes with like controlling most of history you end up becoming complacent <laughs> we're just we're complacent (laughs) morons at this point (laughs) so so, uh superman has zod in a chokehold and and, and zod looks and he sees a family and he's like you know what you know you love these people so much so yeah they're just watching they're like oh god and he uh does his heat vision and he's about to pretty much just slice them in half essentially and superman you know has him in a chokehold he's like no 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 don't do this all of this room they could have run to right they just stayed huddled against a wall there was and he's just sitting there and he's and uh i think i love i love how he's like um he's like zod don't he's like stop this and zod just murmurs never like that he's like he's like look i'm not gonna stop so do and it was kind of like a death by you know death by superman yeah Uh, it was like suicide by superman yeah suicide by superman he's like look i know that i have no way of winning this so just kill me, dude, because I'm not going to kill myself. Just kill me. <laughs> and Superman, just he just goes and snaps his neck. And, you know, he falls to his death. It would have been way easier if he had done that from word go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and there's a lot, of, a lot of Superman nerds that hate. They're like, Superman doesn't kill. And I'm like, you know what? Go back and watch Superman 2. Could you could you also just pay attention to the how many buildings they knocked over? Thank he you. He kills. Yeah. <laughs> Superman kills more than cigarettes every year. <laughs> um, but when you look at Superman 2, uh, when it comes to Zod, and uh, in the comics, he's killed Zod many times. Hmm. Um, uh, whether it's by kryptonite, whether it's by snapping his neck, whether it's by using his heat vision. Some way or some, somehow he's killed Zod, and Zod always finds a way back because comic books, that's how yeah, it happens. Well, um, but in Superman 2, he does the whole uh, tricking him into being losing his powers and what does he do he throws him off uh the fortress of solitude down to the bottomless pit to where he dies yeah, you die when that happens now here's the thing 
Christopher Reeve Superman, he doesn't cry out and, oh my God, what did I just do? I can't find him. <laughs> <laughs> the inverse and of right it. The- <laughs> I can't find him. No, what does Christopher Reeve do? He smirks kind after of, tossing kind of him. Just, yeah, that it was like my hands off, done with that guy. And then, uh, and then Lois Lane's like, you know what, bitch, I'm gonna punch you too, and punches uh, Ursa, and she falls into the pit too. And it's just like, okay, so Superman's like he does it with no remorse back then. So yeah, yeah. Superman does kill, but in this one, he's he's like, I just killed him. And it's it's the way they developed his character. He never murdered. He didn't do anything like that. I mean, obviously, he's going to have crippling PTSD after he realizes that going through all those buildings murdered people. Right. Like, like, the second movie is just him in an insane asylum rocking back and forth gently. But Saying, um, I can't stand the fire. <laughs> he's, he's just rocking back and forth. He's like, Dad, Dad didn't want me to kill. Dad didn't, Dad didn't, Dad didn't want me to kill. He said I wasn't ready. He said I wasn't ready. And he, just, and he just keeps crushing his pillows into diamonds. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not ready. I was just not ready. Um, and then Lois, the whole comic book movie, was three miles away, but all of a sudden, suddenly is in there. Three uh, miles? I don't even, like, they went into space. Why did they point. even end up back in Metropolis? He Which, knocked them into a satellite. That had the Wayne Enterprises logo on it. Wayne Enterprises on it. But, like, th- that was one of the things that I, I shook my head at not the Wayne Enterprises thing was like they're knocking into every object possible so then they go and fight in space and the moment they get into space they hit a satellite <laughs> you're in space and they find something to run into and break and then somehow back to but Metropolis, Metropolis. Um, not a giant empty field or water or well, I don't know 90% <laughs> of our planet that isn't city It's uh, we'll, we'll just chalk it up to plot um, yeah. but they, he gets down uh, and kills Zod and then that's when, uh, you know, he goes back to Metropolis and he sees his mother and he's, you know, and she's like, you know, so, and this was something else I got wrong about the soundtrack. You know, the name of the track for the very end is, what are you going to do when you're not uh, flying around saving the world? And I thought that was going to be a conversation between Lois and him, which it surprised me that it was actually his mother. And yeah. he's sitting there talking to her and he's just like, look, you know, I'm going to find a place that I can keep my ear to the ground and ask about trouble that's going on without raising too much suspicion. Of course, he shows up at the Daily Planet, and it looks like they're not going to do the whole, oh, look, I'm a bumbling idiot, and I'm going to trip over stuff. Um, he actually gets into the planet as you know a new reporter, which... They, do they don't go? really explain how he fakes his work history, because he gets all of these jobs. He got that job, like, toting things in Canada near the spaceship. It's like, this is like a government thing. There's all this controversy around it. And he's like, but we hired Joe Schmo here to lift our bags. <laughs> like, they never explain how he gets these jobs. But she's like, oh, I tracked through your fake job history. And, and I found links to, to you everywhere. He's really strong and invincible, but... That's about forgery. <laughs> like he, he's, he's really good at that. <laughs> hey, you know what? He can just sit there and super speed uh, writing. He's like, yeah, that one looks bad. That, that I, I, one looks you bad. Know, super speed. <laughs> super speed writing doesn't guarantee accuracy nor neatness. I can write really fast, and if I were a superhero, I'd write really fast. And it would just look and like it a would, straight it line. Would just be, it would just be uh, like the page would be white. I'd be like, check this out. And with a pencil, I'd turn the page into graphite. Like, I would just cover it. It's like that right there, the complete works of uh, War and Peace on a single sheet of paper. You can't read it. Got to have microscopic but vision. I can. It's like, or are you lying? 
Yep. <laughs> also, like, he's a really good liar. Yes. Like, what if he just had, like, a terrible tell? It's like, where it's like, are you super bad? He's like, <laughs> eyes get red. He's like, he's like uh, uh, um, <laughs> he breaks the table. He <laughs> uh, uh, just breaks his neck. Oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Daddy said I wasn't ready. Um, but uh, he, you know, he gets the, you know, he puts on the glasses. And uh, just again, being that we are in a modern time, and I think I might close it on this, is facial recognition. Facebook can tell if I'm wearing, if I'm me, if I'm wearing glasses or not. Yeah. Facebook can tell if it, I'm me if I have a wig on or not. It can tell it's me. Superman, come up with something better than glasses. Sorry. Yeah, um, it's, it's really not a very good... Especially since everyone at the Daily Planet was like up close and personal with him. As like, well as... Uh, now, one thing that I did read, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of people in Smallville knew that he had powers. Lana knew he had powers. Uh, Pete Ross knew he had powers. They even uh, threw a shout-out to frickin' um, uh, Smallville with uh, naming the Fordman kid who was created for Smallville. He was in uh, Man of Steel. And the IHOP I, kid? No, 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 no. That's Pete Ross, who was black in Smallville, but I, he was I, uh, ginger in this. I kind of wanted IHOP after this movie. I know. It was, uh, there it was, was a lot like of product. really, really blatant product placement. IHOP, Nokia. Um, uh, what else? Uh, my, Gillette. Gillette was... Well, Gillette. They never showed the shaving, though. Ooh. And I know that that was like immediate controversy, which I kinda, I'm kind of i kind of on board with. Is like... Does he shave? Do like he didn't grow facial hair. I like Kevin Smith's uh, explanation, which we were, I was telling you about, where it's just like, look, I got a piece of the ship. I'm just gonna go ahead and shave like that. Don't, but then again, he didn't see he the did, ship yeah, until he, he was like what, uh, like 14 or 15. Yeah, he well, didn't. Well, yeah, but hair. then again, like, would he have immediately thought G. Willikers the ship could work for me? Like when he did start growing facial hair, he's like 18 years old. He's like, oh damn it. He's like. Okay. Or I guess maybe just his nails. He just like That's a good point. scratches the hair off of his face. He'd have a really bad razor burn. He really, really, really <laughs> would. Um, so uh, long and short of it, Man of Steel, in my opinion, and I'm just going to be honest, I think that it's going to be the tentpole of the um, of the summer uh, right now. Yeah, Iron Man 3 didn't do as well as they had hoped. It did good. I mean, it's still as, like... As one, they had hoped. I mean, it, it, hoped. It, it wasn't pulling Avengers numbers. No. And what's crazy is uh, Man of Steel pulled in $125 million this past weekend. That wasn't as much as... Uh, Dark Knight Rises, uh, but it, I think it uh, uh, passed Avengers. Did uh, it? I thought Avengers was one... Well, here, you yeah, know, just, we have yeah, the internet. Yeah, the power of the okay. internet. Uh, Something that they don't have on Krypton. <laughs> Apparently not. But they do have nice little 3D model uh, oh, aliens. The, the, the house of art. Um, but let's see. Uh, according to Screen Rant, the uh, op- the opening for the Avengers uh, weekend was. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Well, I was just doing. Um, let's see. Okay, never mind. Um, the opening weekend for Avengers still uh, wrote it out. It did uh, two hundred and seven. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. I thought it was the opening like really night. High. The opening yeah, night yeah. it got beat. Um, but uh, for the opening weekend, it was yeah. two uh, hundred and seven. And I think that's because like. It was good. It was really, really <laughs> it was good. Really good. Um, there were definitely some flaws in that as well. Oh um, no, yeah. Well, but I, I think every superhero film is going to have flaws. They're all going to. No matter. Well, there's where, so many no years of what, canon. No matter what camp you're in, you you have to have. I, for example, if I were a super a Superman fan, I'd be like, "All right, Zod has powers," and I just accept that, right? Because I'm not a superhero. I'm not a Superman fan. I'm like. But why? He's got the suit on. It's like I want to tear that apart. Right. But there's plenty of stuff in the superhero movies I like. I mean, there's like, plot like, holes of plenty in Iron Man. Like, for example, his suit's made out of like a titanium alloy gold thing. And it's like, and he takes a saber around from a tank to the chest. It's like, he'd be dead. <laughs> it's like, 
armor does. Armor! <laughs> it doesn't work like that. For for me, uh, like in the Avengers, I'm like, so Hawkeye, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and and honestly, and Hulk. Uh, at the very least, at least Hulk was a superhero. Hawkeye's like, I am incredibly accurate, and I'm going to pick the worst weapon I possibly can. It's like, I'm going to pick an f- unfolding recurve bow, which means I'm going to shoot maybe 120 pounds and have a range of 80 yards. I mean, you're, it's like, you're not, it's like, it, as, and all the weight, oh, God, Hawkeye sucks. <laughs> really, Just really pick does. up a damn gun. <laughs> Thank Just you. Just pick up a gun. So, uh, but yes, uh, Man of Steel, um, I am, being that I am a huge Superman fan, right now, so far, this is my favorite film of the year. Um, I, I've seen uh, quite a few. I do want to see This is the End. Um, I, I think I like Star Trek more than this one. Really? Yeah. You actually I, don't I, like I, Into I, Darkness? I like uh, uh, in, Trek Into Darkness, yeah. Yes. Uh, that was... I I could go back and watch that again and again. I really enjoyed it. I thought the dialogue was the best part of that film. Absolutely, that was really like, really written. This written this movie well. was crazy good. It mm-hmm. was very good. I think as a superhero film goes, easily stands up with m- almost like what Marvel's been doing because really Marvel's been whooping DC oh, in uh, movies. Easily. Yeah, easily. so it's like this is this is really a great film for superhero movies. It's not my favorite superhero film, and it's not a movie where I'm like. I feel like having a good time. Let me put on Superman. Because mm-hmm. it is heavy. It's got some really intense stuff. It's like, I feel like having a good time. I'm going to watch Bones be like really, really witty with Kirk. <laughs> it's just everything he says. Everything. 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 Um, so, yes, uh, for, for me, I would say that it is uh, definitely, uh, if you're a Superman fan, if you like DC, uh, I think you'll definitely love this movie. Um, if Unless you're, you're a really hardcore guy, like it has to be blue spandex. Because apparently those were some people complaining about that, which... Calm down and get with the times. Thank Nobody's you. doing that, right? You know, like, I mean, you, 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 well, even even Spider Man's reboot, like his suit looked more real. Yeah, like it, it was more modern. Um, even and I have to say, uh, I'll catch flack for this, but I think that uh, they had a little bit uh, better take on it than the Raimi movies. Um, but maybe yeah. that's just because I don't like Tobey Maguire all that much. As I, I think they did. Overall, I thought it was better than the Tobey Maguire film. Those were... Uh, the, the, the first one was good. The second was one was good. good. The, 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 you, didn't like, you didn't like uh, the second one? Not really. But, oh, but come on. The dancing scene in the third one. Huh? Huh? Mm, mm, dancing uh? emo... Fedora wearing, he didn't wear a fedora. He should have though. He really he, that, that would have enhanced it. Yeah, that, he was <laughs> tiny brimmed fedora, and then he could have complained about the friend zone. It would have been amazing. <laughs> God, I hate those people. Uh, so, if, if you're in our fan base and that's how you look, I'm sorry, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> AJ's job is to alienate all of us. Um, but guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, this episode of Retroactive with Man of Steel. Go out and see it, um, and you know, post your comments and let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, I, I'm not sure what the next one we're going to do because um, we haven't talked about it because we're yeah. slackers and have uh, a lot of we crap going on in our lives. We spend a lot of time watching movies. So yes, <laughs> we're not exactly, you know, known for being punctual. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but this one will be up uh, later on today, which um, anyway, guys, we will talk to you on the next episode of Retroactive. I'm Kenny. I'm AJ. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>